Hey gang, Hydroberg here, the Cut Above Horror Review. Tonight it's just the three of us as we cover 2021 Censor. We're going to be having a good time on a Cut Above Horror Review starting now. Good evening and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host, Jacqueline, and tonight we'll be discussing Censor from 2021. But first, let's meet everybody else on the show. It's just us original three tonight. No no special guests or anything tonight. But we've got John. How are you, John? Buenos dias, senorita. Is that Juan? 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 Yes. yes Juan's back. Juan that's racist, back. by the way, John. I just want you to know that. Hold on a second, but my Hyderberg, my... you're taking over my role here. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, hold it. Yeah. No, you don't. That's say my that. job to oh. call out racism. Right. Yeah, Jacqueline. Hello, yes. Hyderberg. Hola. Hello. Good Hola. to see you too. Buenas noches. It's nighttime. Yes, oh, true. John, well, like, yeah, bring in the viewers. Spin. Don't know that they, wherever they're listening. Is that well, we racist, say good evening. Well, we say good <laughs> evening when we start. This is true. Anyway, hi, John. Hello. And next, we got Hydroberg. How you doing, Hydroberg? Hi, how you guys doing? <laughs> Very good, thanks. How are you? Awesome. Noches, John. Much better. Did somebody yes. say nachos? KRS. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what time Vista is it? Vista Albano. Mm. Wait, we're we're on completely different parts of the country, so it just depends on where you're at. My that's guy. true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm happy to be back with you guys for another week. Got a very interesting movie to talk about tonight. So, yeah. Well, let's. Can I? Some... May, oh, yeah. may I? May I say one thing? Yes. Anna Presley, our friend from Cinema Slab, Anna, Hannah, and Hunter, fantastic podcast. But mm-hmm. I received one of the most beautiful things in the mail. I got some stickers. I got a candle. And I got a wonderful note. So I want to say a big thank you to Anna and Cinema Slab for sending that. Um, it smells wonderful. I've already burnt it. <laughs> and mm. my room smells wonderful. Um, also, it's Anna's birthday. So big yeah. happy birthday to Anna. Happy I believe birthday, that's Anna. tomorrow, which by the time people are hearing this will either be today or yesterday. But it's yeah. right around the time of this episode. Um, I also got my candle just a couple of days ago, uh, just like you, John, and it mm. smelled so good. It was personalized. I truly felt so honored that I had my own uh, a cut above host candle of my mm. very own. Um, and it smells amazing. I will never burn all of it. I'll burn like most of it, but I always want to keep a you little guys bit. Are better than, I, I haven't burned mine at all. <laughs> and I got mine a while ago. She's yeah. been working on yours for a little while. Well, it's like you get the best. You like you can smell it the best when it's burning. Idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta burn it at least so a little. good. I really do want to burn it because it's either that or I eat some of it. So I'm, I don't know about <laughs> y'all, but mine smells like pie. Yeah, oh, yeah, it does. It smells like something like baked. Yeah, it's like fruity and spicy, like cinnamony. It smells so good. So I, I'm I gotta burn most of it, but I'll I'll keep a little bit in the bottom. But it was super right. cute. You convinced it, me yeah. to maybe burn some too you should you'll enjoy it the burn most some. that way and, you know things are meant to be enjoyed it's legal now go ahead and burn it uh, that's true ah. 
Burn it no, 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 seriously, I, Anna, and again, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Love, Cinem- uh, Love Cinema Slab. They just released their Scream episode for <laughs> Anna's birthday. Yeah. Also, Hannah and Hunter, we love you guys as well. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, but, happy birthday, Anna. And everybody go check out Anna's House of Wax on <laughs> Etsy. Um, it's fantastic. Yep. She has tons and tons of movie-themed candles. And trust me, they all smell amazing. They so, do. Chef's kiss. Got wax yes. melts, uh, scents, uh, sp- spray scents, all types of stuff. Yep. I got some crumbles. Uh, she sent with yep. my candle. She sent some crumbles of uh, Halloween and Haddonfield, which of course smells mm-hmm. like pumpkin. You know, pumpkin pie. So it's very good. I'm really hungry awesome. now. I know. Me too. I, he's got I'm a with uh, I might eat Crystal Lake. Right that's really good. Don't eat the wax, John. Damn it's it! Not good for you. That's not good for you. I, I it's soy. I think I it's better for you, right? Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Don't, <laughs> don't eat the don't eat the wax. Yeah, I would not. All right, recommend. I'll just stick with my paste. Mm. <laughs> Your paste, yeah. That's oh, that explains a lot. Your gruel yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, paste, paste. I got you. Yeah, yep. yeah. I was number one of those kids. I was. <laughs> it did smell good. I never ate it, but it, it, it did smell good. Mm. It was like oatmeal but, and and like when farts, you do paper mache, right? What yeah. oatmeal and farts? Oh, because that sounds lovely. And you voluntarily ate that? I did because I'm immature oh, and I just wanted to oh, use curry, the word farts. if you will, of poop, a melange, oatmeal, and farts. <laughs> Anna, oh, can you make that candle for us? No, oh, oatmeal and farts! Fuck yes, <laughs> Anna. Please don't. I'm begging you <laughs> for the good of society. For the good of society, don't do it. <laughs> Please don't Ooh, bring this into good. the world. No, that smells terrible. Oh, no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> don't worry. No. John will eat it. <laughs> I will. Oatmeal and oh, farts. Lord. Oh, well, let's move on from that. Yeah, All right. Let's go. Okay. John, All do you right. have some news for us? I do. Uh, you ever experienced when Hollywood actually does something good and actually listens to the fans? It happens from time to time. Yeah. It's happening again. David Gordon Green has dropped out of the Exorcist trilogy because it did so shitty at the box office. And Blumhouse has decided to pull it off its release. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, I had no idea. That's huge. It is. So they're they're not going to make them at all? Or he's dropped out and maybe they're going to make them? Right now. I I thought about it a little bit. You know, they should do the same thing with Scream 7. Just let it go. Yeah, but they paid I mean, just, so much money for The Exorcist, and they, they did nothing back, dude. And Blumhouse hasn't made shit off that movie. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it's oh, like dear. cut your losses, you know. I mean, yeah, it, like, it's like, what it seems like they might already be in the hole, but I mean, they don't want to get more in the hole. They're like, letting the director to, go. Yeah. No, Whoa. David Gordon Green, like he. No, I don't mean project. like they fired him. I just mean like no, they're letting him quit him. it. Yeah, but they're not fighting yeah. to keep him on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It feels like so. oh. No, he he walked away from the project. Yeah. Wow! So it doesn't look like it's happening. So Hollywood, you did something good. Thank you. Well, I I mean I I'm not happy if like people lost money or people like you know lost jobs and stuff. But I'm happy from a like content standpoint that like sure. they're not going to put out more nonsense. Yeah, I mean a- again we have enough crap out there like when I mean, it comes to movies. But 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 like if it's that bad and and people, people are just like telling it. you. Uh... But I couldn't. I can't. We re- still see like another two movies coming out. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. well, the Halloween still wasn't that like strong. the first one was good. I I personally like the first one. I think most people okay. agree that was at least decent. But then I, I mean, they just went downhill, man. 
And I don't, I just don't want to see that repeated. I still haven't seen Exorcist Believer, so I can't speak to its quality, but I've seen it. just if, you know, if history Before is destined everybody. to repeat itself, then, you know, one might presume that it might follow a similar trajectory to mm -hmm. the last sequel, the last trilogy that he did. So the yep. third one's going to be a banger, you saying? Pretty good? <laughs> yeah. Like surprisingly yeah, good, I, I guess. I, Hyderberg, can we bring that up that you got to get... Can yeah, you're alive now. The movie's out. Okay. Yeah, we mentioned you, you, it. And we mentioned got a, it when the movie came out. Yeah. Yeah. You got a preview like uh previous screening before it even came out. Yeah, so. it seems like David Gordon Green, or maybe it was Bumhouse, he does those a lot. Because there was one for Halloween, uh 2018. No, 18. Uh, eight, 18. Halloween 18. Kills, I think it was. Had oh. one oh, okay. also. Yeah. Oh. At that theater. I didn't see it though. I went I went online for it. And the mm -hmm. line is huge. And I was just like, fuck this. I left. <laughs> I didn't no, know what movie it was either. I was just like. Hyderberg ain't got time for that. Yeah. I was just like, man, this is long. But the next yeah. time I went in for the Believer, uh, yeah. I got there early. So Yeah. Good. Nice. That's good. really cool that you got to do that. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think it is one of those things. And, and again, you're absolutely right, Jacqueline. You don't want to like insult anybody for like losing no. something. No, but, I, I mean, don't. They they paid so much fucking money for for the property of the Exorcist, and they they banked on it so much, you know. I don't know and, why. And it was just it, it was interesting to me that that they just go no. <laughs> David Burgery goes no, I'm good. Bye. I don't know why you pay all that money without even having a game plan yet. Like it feels like yeah. Sometimes it feels like they purchased the thing first, and then they like oh quick. Time's running out. We got to get something yeah, out. We, yeah, we it's like they purchase the thing and then you have to make the thing, but you don't know what the quality of the thing is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like that fire fest thing, you know, or whatever it yeah. was called. Yeah, Which they're doing another fest, one, by the way. Oh, are they doing it? Oh, yeah. shit. Anyways, well, the I'll same guy. On. The same guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, Abigail. Abigail. Trailer yeah. came out. Uh, very curious to hear what you guys thought about this. It's coming out on April 19th. Uh, let's go with Jacqueline first. Jacqueline, what'd you think of the uh, trailer on this? Um, I thought it looked pretty interesting. There's some cast members that I'm excited to see, like Giancarlo Esposito, aka Gus Fring, you know, from Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, mm -hmm. etc. Um, always, always happy to see him. I think, did I see Caitlin Deaver in there? Or somebody, some blonde girl from some movie that we reviewed. I know that really narrows <laughs> it down. Um, so, like the girl from Freaky or, I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Not yeah. Caitlin Deaver. Uh, that was a different girl. The Catherine Newton. Yes. Right? There you go. Yes, that one. Um, happy to see her. I really liked her and Freaky. So um, yeah, some cool cast members. I like the I like that whole Agatha Christie kind of feel of a bunch of people locked up in a house together, especially kind of a stately, old-fashioned, slightly gothic looking old house. I like that whole thing. The only thing that made me not super excited to see it, and this is strictly a personal taste thing, is that um, I vampires are not my favorite monsters. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to see a vampire. I, I didn't know it was going to take that turn. And then I think they the should have kept that a secret. That turn. Yeah, so that seems gonna like something it. better left under wraps. So um, not my favorite thing, but I don't know. I'll wait and see how people react to it and, you know, maybe catch it on streaming. But I like I like the setup and I like the cast. I like the look of it. I just don't know if I want to see another vampire movie right now. How, yeah. How about you, Heisberg? What do you think? I don't know. There were elements of it that looked interesting or fun at least, like entertaining. Um, I don't know. Like you said, Jacqueline, I just like I don't know if the, the premise of like the 
the vampire in the house. It's like a switcheroo though on the people that are yeah. bringing it there. So it's like interesting that that's that's kind of interesting. John, you have a an idea of like how that reminded you of another film, which I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, it really did. Um, and Jacqueline, I'm with you. I'm not like subgenre of vampires is not my thing. Yeah. Um, however, it did feel like Ready or Not the way it was mm -hmm. shot. Um, yeah, around like the the house and the people being involved in this game that like turns. Yeah, it, it it had humor to it too mm -hmm. in this trailer. So it just and felt gore, like it looks like yeah, it looks like it's very gory, very uh, a yeah. lot of levity in the movie. Yeah, so, I mean that's fun. fun. Like it could mean, be like Mithrigan. Mithrigan. <laughs> yeah. If she was a vampire, if she killed yeah. everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, again, I think if they would have teased a little bit more of what the girl was. You know, maybe yeah. possessed or something like that. You had no idea what was going on, but you see, you know, blood splatter on the camera. Yeah, but don't tell me right outright. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't yeah, show the for trailer. sure. Don't show the one scene where she jumps out at them. Like, yeah. What about that line where she says, "I'm so sorry for what's going to happen to you." Like, do you think that should have <laughs> been at that? Maybe, maybe. Out? No, I don't know. And, and they close yeah, the door I, I, or whatever. I don't I know. Mean, I it does tell line. you that I... there's a switcheroo, but it doesn't yeah. tell you, you know, there's the vampire thing. Yeah. But like they they explicitly say vampire in the trailer he's like you guys don't know who my dad is you know it's mm. me dracula oh. <laughs> yeah so i don't know i'll kind of wait and see what the general reaction is to it and then maybe maybe i'm not i'm yeah. not like anti it it's just you know it did turn it's me maybe. off by watching it i mean it it, it was it, like i kind of smiled i was like oh okay this it this sort of looks like watch. a hollywoodish sort of um you know horror film that might be you know surprise you and be decent or you know at least serviceable Enough yeah. to get some butts in the seats. I don't know. Yeah. On, I don't know. Some. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't sure. really do it for me per se, but I'm. I'll. I'll keep an eye on it. Well, yeah. I think I, if I, somebody who's more into vampires, I might you yeah. know want to know with it. Like Stephen, I think is really into vampire. He's having like a little vampire phase right now. From yeah, he's going through his vampire phase. He's going through. <laughs> he's like oh, the goth kid from twenty three years too late. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but uh, I think he's going through a little the goth vampire kid phase. who's into Pilates. Everyone <laughs> dancing. Um, so I don't know, maybe it would hit for him a little bit differently. I don't know. Or somebody who's just really into vampires. I mean, it is kind of cool that it's a young girl. So they're doing like a, a kid vampire right out. Yeah. Right, out like right. a yeah, let the right sure. one in type of yeah. thing. So that's interesting. Um, I, I don't mean to wrap things up on a bummer. No, nobody passed away. But unfortunately, oh, Pedro Pascal uh, had to withdraw from um, Zach Krieger's new movie coming out called Weapons mm -hmm. because of scheduling conflicts. Yeah. Um, of course, Zach Riegers did Barbarian, which, speaking of spoils of horror, we did that movie with those guys. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate, though, because Pedro's like the the hot shit in Hollywood now. So. Yeah, his star has been rising. It has. In Hyderberg, he's the guy from The Last of Us, right? Yeah, that show. so he's in The Last of Us. The writer's strike kind of postponed that season that was supposed okay. to be worked on already. And then right. he just got signed on, so you can kind of blame Marvel for this um, as a uh, Mr. Fantastic and um, the Fantastic Four movie that's eventually going to come out. So he probably had no to shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, based so he, on that, he... the the delay of you know uh, the Last of Us and then production wise, it probably wasn't. He probably had to drop out because well, of... and getting a bigger paycheck from Marvel, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so I, I I can't blame him for that, but that's unfortunate because that 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 would have been cool, yeah, it would have you know? been cool. I'm I mean, sure that movie is still going to be probably interesting. Well, yeah, I think yeah. we we were all excited about Barbarian, you know, to yes. certain levels. But I mean, Barbarian was a great movie. It was like so different, 
Yeah, it came uh, out of nowhere, forward. so it'd be inter- I'm yeah. still interested in his next film. Me for too, sure. for sure. Yep. 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 All right, that's all I got. All right, cool. Well, y'all ready to talk about Censor from 2021? Yeah. Yes. Cool. All right. Well, let's get to our fucks or sucks decision making here. Don't you want to know why I picked it? Yes, I do. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm failing in my hosting. Just because I don't know around this time in the scheduling, I picked a couple films like this and Cronenberg's um uh what's called um what was the Cronenberg film Um, Videodrome and uh, I picked Upgrade. I was trying to pick some different sort of science fictiony sort of or like different sort of vibed films that were kind of some recent, some older. Um, yeah, so this film I remember from Hulu and it, I've only seen it the once and I was like, ah, we should, you know, I haven't heard too many people talk about this film that much. So mm-hmm. I thought maybe we'd cover it and then you told me you hadn't seen it. So, yeah, All right. I well, th- those are good reasons. John, this was your first time watching. Oh, first time watch. Yeah. All right. Cool. 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 Hello. All right. So Hyderberg, tell us, please. <laughs> does it fuck or does it suck? Um, this one's a little tough. Uh, it- it's a fuck. It's a fuck with with the best intentions. It's it's got the look. It's it's got the vibes that make you want more. But much like its namesake, it censors out the best bits, not hitting the spot the way you know it could. It's a flaccid fuck. Okay. All right. Very interesting. Cool. John, what about you? Wow, I'm I'm so glad to hear you say that, Hydroberg, because I did. I, what I'm going to say right now, it's a flaccid fuck because I think this movie went over my head a little too much. And they, 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 and the movie was really tight. It's like a, a hour and twenty four minutes. Something um, like that, it, which it, I appreciate. Just, yeah, thank you. Uh, absolutely, you know. But like, there are some things that just got by me, you know. Okay. And after one watch, I just, I don't know what to think about this movie. I wasn't bored. I didn't hate it, but it, it yeah, I'm, I'm with Heidelberg. I think it's a flaccid book. Okay. What about you, Jacqueline? I mean. I, I think I'm on a different page from you guys, but that's okay. Uh, sometimes we have the best conversations that way. But for me, this film totally. Hydroberg, did you hear that? I, no, I didn't I, hear what she said. Did she say fucks or sucks? It was distorted. What's the matter? You guys didn't hear what I said? No, no, no. no. What'd you say, Jacqueline? I said it. It what? It. No. What's the matter no, with you guys? I'm, st- I'm still not hearing it. Is she being right. censored? Apparently. What? Somebody doesn't want me to say that? No. Say what? <sighs> Spell it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it's a flaccid fuck is what you're saying, Chad? No. Oh, it's it sucks? <laughs> no. Spell it. What is oh, it? Oh god. You C K S. Oh, okay. So Jacqueline says it. Oh no, I got censored. <laughs> Shit. What? What did you say? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, they censored you, John. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I don't think we hated this movie, but I mean, it, again, you know, it's just I, I think we need to have a conversation. Sounds about like Jacqueline it. Like, liked it more than we did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think she did. Well, good thing we're all here to have a conversation about it, right? For sure. Yeah. All good right, yep. we have a podcast. Thank God, John. You want to drop that spoiler yes. warning so we can get into the detail? You got it. Uh, we're going to be talking about Censor from 2021 in its entirety. If you have not seen this movie, pause the podcast, go watch it, then come back to find out what we thought about it. All right. Very good. Hydroberg, as you moisten your throat, I must ask, do you I'm have moistening a... <laughs> all of it? Do you have a reach around for all us? of my orifices? Oh, my God. They're being moistened. Wow. That somebody <laughs> censor that. <laughs> Oh, I, I just he's going on that the, was being censored next. So. Yeah, he, he's going on the video nasty list after <laughs> okay. this one. Oh, yeah. 
The audio nasties. <laughs> audio. audio not. There you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> baby. They're cu- they're coming for us next. Oh, I make you horny, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right Heidelberg, let's have it. All right. Videos on VHS, the public cry with bated breath, as Enid does her very best, to cut real fast these films to pass, to serve them to the tainted mass, those sadistic fucks from lower class. The blood and gore corrupts the youth, while the media serves them up the truth. The gorehound swarm remain uncouth. Responsibility weighs on Enid heavy. Band tapes come with stiffer levy. One certain film makes her palms sweaty. Frederick North's newest feature is quite ghastly. Definitely one of those video nasties. A tangent in her mind she considers too fastly. Enid, she suffers from terrible loss. A long time ago, her sister was lost. Her sanity shattered due to the cost. Of the emotional price Enid that day paid. Is she to blame if her sister was slayed? No body of Nina found up till this day. Till Enid pressed play on Don't Go Into the Church. Caught a vision of Nina and Alice and was off on research. Killed the perverted producer, his image besmirched. With a location for production, she heads to the east then. Killed the demon in her mind, a creature known only as the Beast Man. None of this is in the script, man. Grabbed Alice by the hand to leave this dark land. Dragged Nina to mom and dad, now part of the plan. Her psyche shattered, her darkness a censor. Derived from violence, a guilty pleasure. Her memory distorted, guilt now her own censor. Yeah. Oh, guilt now her own censor. Wow. Damn. That was so. That was excellent. excellent. Can I? Can I? Starting this conversation out, can I say there was like, I love the use of color. It just seemed like there was way, way too much in this movie. Um, I mean, just the, yeah, there, like, like the color palette just seemed like really oversaturated. But and not 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 like the look of it, but just like throughout the movie, it was just you know there are moments one... of it it's supposed to be like during the dreamlike state uh moments mm-hmm, i feel like mm-hmm. um see i didn't meant have to a problem with like that. these older films i think right too. right but and i do I think have... you're right there's moments where it seems like the lighting guy just went a little ham yeah or I it's think not so soft too. enough around certain mm-hmm. edges where it just feels too much like a movie set yeah i mean yeah. It, it's like the movie malignant you know i i think there was better use of color in that you know because it was set up to be a giallo movie i I didn't get giallo. I just think that it, it was a mood setting mechanism, you know, throughout the movie of, of, okay, you're doing this, you're doing that. I love the dreamlike sequences. I it, like, like at the end of the movie, not to get too much into it before we have the discussion, mm-hmm. but like, like the shot, the dreamlike shot um, of them driving in the car and the flashes, the flashes of like a darker, like a darker blue, maybe even a gray, mm-hmm. you know, was almost like the ring, good. like the, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like a movie like that, you know, and it just, it felt more natural to me and it, 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 it invested me more in the movie. Whereas, you know, throughout the movie, it's just like, here's the reds, here's the blues. Here's the, there was green, a lot of bisexual this. lighting. That first yeah, video, there was, there was a lot of bisexual yeah. lighting. <laughs> the first okay. video we get has it right off yeah. the bat. Yeah. Yeah. And that so, first video, even though a movie is, is like the dreamlike state that she sort of is in later. Sure, on. sure. Reminiscent. So the way I read that is like, th- I think that this this is a very moody film. Mm-hmm. Like, there's moody. a strong sense of like atmosphere and mood in this in this movie. I th- not just from lighting, but from um, like the the film quality and the um, mm-hmm. music and sound effects and things like that. But since we're talking about lighting, I I agree with you that there's like a lot of intense color in the lighting but i think that it's there are times in the movie where 
it's not a hundred percent clear whether it's reality or a dream sequence or a film. And I think that's on purpose Mm -hmm. because I think that's similar to, I, I actually see this movie as like a perfect companion to funny games. I thought that too. Because to me, this movie is the anti funny games. Mm-hmm. I think that we are supposed to, I think that this film is also trying to blur some lines between reality and fantasy and, and film and fiction, yeah. but for the opposite purpose. Sure. Funny games. I, and, and Jacqueline, I agree with that a hundred percent because, it, and now that you say that, I guess, you know, my mind is blown of like, yeah, that it makes a lot of sense. However, like this movie to me almost seemed like the pacing, it almost rushed through the story like if there was maybe 10 minutes here and there like 10 more minutes in this movie here and there it would give me more um exposition of the movie and and make me I'm understand it more hey i i felt I that is an issue with the film I, I i felt almost dumb because like am what am i missing why why am not why am i enjoying this movie but i'm not like like thrilled about that doesn't necessarily and, put the blame on you what if the film is just missing some things that I, you know what I mean? and, that you picking up, you know what I mean? And you're right, Hedgeberg. I mean, it, that very well could be, but like for me, it's just like like I felt like I was missing something. Maybe I was just like more fatigued that day, and and I just wasn't picking up on it. Um, you know, it definitely like for me, I do want to watch it again. I want to see what I missed. I want to see, like you know, it just it almost felt rushed to me, if that makes sense. Which yeah. is why yeah. you know I'm so I'm so indecisive about this movie because. I wasn't bored. I didn't hate this movie, but I just I couldn't get the enjoyment that that, you know, that people have talked about with this movie. You know, I I, I saw on Rotten Tomatoes that the audience felt more like I did just kind of in the middle where it was just yeah, like, well, I, I can see that. With this what film. am I missing? Uh, audience the, score but, was like in the 50s. Critics. Yeah. Score was like upper 80s, I think. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a gap. I mean, I, it's just a good film. Mind. I don't know if it's, you know, I wouldn't say that to me it's a great film or anything like that, but I think it's one that definitely people have passed around and been like, oh, you should check this one out. And so I think that's why word of mouth feels like, I don't think it's overhyped. I think it's just been passed around like, oh, check out Censor on Hulu. Like, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, um, I just felt, you know, and I didn't get the enjoyment that you did, Jacqueline, because obviously you said, you know, you enjoyed this movie and, and I liked it, but it just, I'm like, what am I missing here? What, what, what's the, well, what's that? To it. Yeah, what, yeah. What's that, that, that big piece of meat that, that fulfills your entire plate for dinner that, that makes you really love a movie. Go ahead. Jack. So my question is it, when you feel like there's something missing, is mm-hmm. that something you can pinpoint? Like, Oh, I didn't understand why this happened. Or is it something intangible that you're like, something's just not connecting for me or something's not hitting. It, or was there something that you're like, Oh, I wish they had explored this certain thing more, you know, that you could put your finger on. I, I And I'm not trying to like take the, the easy way out of this, no, but it's okay. it, no, it, it a... was, it, it was nothing. I mean, it, okay. it was, it wasn't anything specifically think, that, that you mentioned ahead. pacing. I think that's more, I think there are moments of the film where it doesn't, um, I don't know. There's there's moments where there should be connective uh, bridges, maybe to the story to bring you on to the next part of the film. And I don't think it there's moments where it feels like it gets a little like lost in the in the the sauce a little bit of like the I don't know. I get it. It's like a dream kind of deal in certain situations. And she's also losing it. So we're like, you know, I mean, her, she's a narrator, I guess, but she's unreliable because she's mm-hmm. obviously, you know, something's up with her. Um, but I don't know. I think there are moments, John, that you're right, where the film kind of loses 
it's meaning a little bit um maybe or it's just not as explicit about it so it's like it's not handholdy either or maybe it's just not saying as much also so you think it's saying more than it is i don't know i think it's saying plenty but you know it's subtle about it too so i don't think it's i don't know like you could take it on face value as just like oh it's a film about you know the video nasties and this woman who has trauma and you know she kind of loses it but then there's more of like the message of like well is it because of the videotape is it a message about her trauma and the trauma we carry and stuff that can create we you know make us go down a violent path stuff like that I, in our past I, and not the media we consume even though people blame it on that kind of thing all the time or is yes. the media that she consumes even though she doesn't enjoy it or think she enjoys it watching it every day because of work did that change her i don't know Good. like the film yeah. definitely makes you want to think that a little bit too but I thought the acting. I think it's more about her trauma, obviously, because the whole sister route is right. Also, I have a theory about her sister. Do we think that she killed her sister? That's what I, I thought. Yeah, I, 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 did, and that's what causes. I mean. I think that's a distinct possibility. So I, I mean, I, I don't know quite whole, how to like, jump in here because I don't necessarily want to jump guilt. to the. I, well, I have thoughts about the question you posed, but I don't know if we would necessarily want to jump I mean, to the end to already. We're, but I feel like so, John was trying to jump in as the meatiness of the film, and that might yeah. be a bit right well, there. So. so if it's all right, then I like yeah. my perspective on it. Like the reason I say that this is the anti-funny games film is because okay, we have this woman whose job is as a film censor. Like it is her job to, um, you know cut out things that she thinks mm -hmm. are harmful for the public right so yeah, this is going along with that yeah this movie. is going along with that idea that funny game or that the that michael haneke was trying to propose in funny games that uh you know those who consume media you know violent media are somehow culpable mm -hmm. for that and that you know insinuating that that may lead to like actual like um abhorrent behavior like deviant behavior which mm -hmm. i think i made clear how I feel she's very thorough in her job too you could she tell is very into and her so, work and only her work really yeah well and so we can see what I think is nice about this movie is we see why she's like that like we get some backstory on her that like she had this traumatic thing happen to her sister and so in a misguided way she feels like she can protect mm -hmm. people from things like that by doing this job yeah okay that's her mindset but what we kind of, what I think the film is proposing by the end is that it's 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 the people who are repressing those human impulses, mm -hmm. those people who are trying to erase the natural things that are in all of us. You know, again, as we talked about in funny games, like for a lot of people, violent media, you know, fictional violent media, it's like a cathartic thing. It's a way to safely experience negative emotions without bottling them up and without like you know letting them all explode later in a in a destructive fashion you know it's a safe way to let that out it's like a, a little release valve and so the sure. people who don't have that release valve the people who try to just like push it down and cram it down and deny that it exists those are the people who actually turn around and then have this like destructive behavior because when you deny it like you don't allow it like it's a natural thing that exists mm -hmm. in all of us, whether those are sexual urges but because or urges of social norms, they think they need to like, oh, no, I can't be into that. Exactly. So would you say that would you say that Enid is that person that has repressed yes. everything? Yes. 
She okay. is rep- she is repressing her memory. She's yeah. trying to erase these things in films to deny other people the ability to see them. That's why she's so much more thorough than every other person. Right, right. But that also causes more confusion to me because it's like I, I understand or I have a little bit of understanding of the video nasty as they were trying mm-hmm. Like like Great Britain was just really trying to keep those movies out of like like or the public just, eye, or, or put or them or out he, there, but at a you know extremely edited like what. Well, you, they would ban them. I mean, that's, yeah, that's why it's be. called yeah. It, it it's that's why it's called a video nasty. Is that that you know it's like one of those movies that's so abhorrent. I mean, how long did it take Cannibal Holocaust? You know, our friends over at Spoils of Horror did that movie. You know, how long did that take to they come back to it. England? <laughs> no, they didn't. I know, <laughs> they said I it was kidding. delicious. So, Trust me. Yeah, it was. Um so so it's like a social commentary on that. However, she's repressing movies, but she's repressing her own feelings. I mean, yes. that's interesting to know. Okay. I mean, that went completely over my head. She's like censoring her own memories. Exactly. Yeah, she's and, censoring uh, herself and she's censoring others to try to mm-hmm you know protect she's trying to protect people like i think her intentions are good but i think they're misguided oh yeah throughout and the so, whole film in the end she thinks she's done a good thing she yeah, yeah. but it's also it's she, also well, she sh- wants to believe that she's done yeah. a good thing you know um she's trying to convince herself you yeah. know and then and she, kinda, like, know she, she has this break yeah but do, do you do you guys also think that maybe it is a commentary on okay the more you censor something you know, the more people are going to want to see it yeah. because it, it's like, yeah. you know, there's been studies. It's like, you know, kids that play violent video games, you know, are not going to become they're not serial more killers likely, or they're shooters. They're not any more or, likely to commit violent acts. Correct. But so, for in a chill, I'm sorry to even say like this as a real life example, but it is real. I mean, yeah. think about like religious figures like clergy, specifically in the Catholic church. Mm-hmm. They're denied the ability to like mm-hmm. have marriage and have sexual relationships and all this. Mm-hmm. And where does it seem like all that repression goes? Understood. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Say no more. No, I, I know where you're going with that. Absolutely. I, I think that's an unhealthy thing to deny natural human impulses, natural whether urges, those are yeah. sexual or violent or whatever, you know, without an outlet too. You know exactly. I mean? And so that's, right. I think that's not realistic. And I think that not to go on a rant, but I think that's one of the, problems with some religions yeah. mm-hmm. that aim that try to police those things and people and make you feel guilty for experiencing them when they are human emotions so mm-hmm. soapbox i like that this ties into the video nasties because that was a real thing and they were mm-hmm. editing movies they were banning movies they were you know what yep. i mean so like i could just imagine imagine being a horror fan during that time in the uk too that must have been tough sucks yeah oh there's a curfew i gotta get these tapes home I have to return some video. I, some video <laughs> I do like that. It's kind of centered around that. Um, I do wish it played a little bit more of a, a bigger part in the film. Same. A little bit. Same. Um, I, I, I think it would have given Enid more of a character arc. I wish we uh, got a little bit more Enid, like just the day to day Enid of at right. work. Um, I understand she's maybe doesn't have a romantic life, but maybe a little bit more at home, even if she just lives at home with a cat or whatever, just a little yeah. bit more of building Enid up. And then mm-hmm. you can show me that she's, you know, obviously having issues with her memory of what happened with her sister or we're led to believe that either a she just never got over the loss of her sister and it's caused a problem throughout the years. And her parents have finally dealt with it, but she's never dealt with it. And she's put it all into her work or whatever, or she's actually culpable, like she had something to do with it or like, mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, we don't know. We never actually see that scene. But the way the scene plays out later 
she's got these violent tendencies. Um, she's saving yeah. her sister now this time. So, right. so, so like, the, is that new or is, she saving is this her a because, pattern from yeah. before? Mm-hmm. But either way, if it, even if it's not new, then that means she's been repressing it. Yeah. And they so, don't show so, a scene of her as a kid watching these videotapes before she went on this trip with her sister. So it's not like something right. there. Where, it's just a human thing. It's a. Well, I did, yeah, I didn't get that at all. But uh, like right. what I got is, is that like her parents are, are that loving to where it's just like, hey, Enid, you know, we we got a death certificate for your sister because it's been 20 plus yeah, we years. Need this closure. Yeah, Which I think I, is for, very for understandable. Us. I mean, Absolutely. I can, I can Absolutely. see that that's difficult, but I understand the the need to like close that loop and not have that torturing you for looming the rest of over your life. It's like sure. we need to move on, you know. No, yeah. and, and you know, I, and Jacqueline, you being a parent, you know, you couldn't even imagine, you know. No, I, I cannot some, imagine so, cannot. something something like that. You know, again, I, fuck, I, I I don't know. I'm not a parent, so yeah. it's just. So I could obviously I mean, something that weighs on her all the time. Yeah, w- without without saying any more. I mean, I just couldn't even imagine. Yeah, but parents do, and especially with this too, because it's a, just a missing child. It's not even there's no closure, right? So that's it, they, have well, to, they have to make their own now. You know, yeah. I mean? there, there, there's a there's a point in time where you just kind of give up hope. Yeah, I mean, or, or I would imagine where you just kind of go like, oh, we got to let this go. We we yeah. have to. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, it's just, you're not really living life. No, never, the parents gonna... never show any doubt that like, you know, um, Enid ever had anything to do with it. They kind of say, though, like there's moments you just don't remember what happened. So they're caught. They do kind of press on that a little bit, like a little bit. And, you only and helped you get, as much as you could. We wish you get, that you could have helped more with the disappearance. You definitely get more of that at the end of the movie yeah. uh, where it's just like, hmm, OK, you know, I, they, I don't know. They didn't lean into that a whole lot. And I, it, I enjoyed that part of the movie. But it was just like it's still guilt, even if it's just guilt of like my sister went missing. I was there and I couldn't stop it. And all Mm -hmm. these years she just couldn't let go. And then the parents, you know, she's finally going to bring her sister back to her parents. Like, look, look, like I found Alice. Yeah, I think I think she's projecting her guilt Mm -hmm. onto her parents. Like, I think she I think she fears that her parents blame her. They never say that. um, But but, you know, in that God, and that one jump scare moment, God, that really got me bad when she's dreaming that she sees her mom in the kitchen and she sees the back of her head. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's a quick edit and it's the mom screaming in her face. It's all your Blame fault. Her, yeah. That scared yeah. the fuck out of me first of all. That yeah. one got me good. Um, I like kind of did one of these. You know? <laughs> but um, but so I don't think that's, you know, if if this child was like eight or 10 or something at the time, like there's no way realistically that I think a parent would actually blame the surviving child for yeah. that. But I can see how the surviving child might feel that way and fear that the parents. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that she's putting on herself. I think she's very like her. I think her identity is very much formed by like other people's input on her. There's that scene towards the end that that looks real, but I think it's like a fantasy where like she answers the phone and it seems to be this melange of like things people have said to her throughout the movie. You know what I mean? Like there's the thing that um, the that the producer said, like Doug you came smart. to my house, you're a prick tease. Yeah. But then later somebody's, you know, the, the voice on the phone says it's all your fault. Everything you touch turns to shit. That's clearly not the producer. That's like these all seem. Yeah, because she's getting think- called be- once her name gets out there about the. Yep. Um, yeah, but killer. this phone yeah. call doesn't seem real. It seems like gotcha. 
a, a, a collection, a melange, if you will, of all mm. the things that she says to herself and and that other people put onto her. Yeah. You know what okay. I mean? Well, well here, here's, here's the real calls, you know, here's the yes. way I read it yeah. is that that she killed her sister because that she saw that movie the, the don't go in the church or whatever it was called. Yeah. And she grabbed the axe like the 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 bigger sister grabbed the axe and walks in behind the little sister. So I think that's her guilt coming out. That's what and I thought. Sort of. She was trying to That's why that be. film definitely like got to her. Yeah, and, and I think that was just kind of those repressed memories. Everything came back out. Uh, that's why I, like like when she's so convinced or she's so delusional that that the actress is her sister yeah. is why she brings she it to the parents, right? Kills the Charlie guy. Well, she and doesn't really bring her to the parents. Well, she mentions it, I believe, right? Like I found this actress. She does mention that. Oh, oh, before, yeah. I thought you meant. I thought she you were talking about the ending there. scene. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the very final scene. No, no, no. And, and, and it's like, like I mean, that's what I got. But again, this. I mean, the movie was fine. I mean, it was an hour and twenty four minutes, and it was like quick, 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 quick. I wasn't bored. I was, but I, I, I was lost. I, I was like, I was going down this trail. And I, I was in for it. Well, the movie doesn't it, like go down any crazy paths either. Like we just kind no, of but it does. Enid, you know what I mean? I, dis- I disagree because, like, I, I think it took you down a certain path. Well, yeah, her investigation about the film. Yeah, and we're still following like, her. And you've mentioned before too, like the atmosphere. Like there's like this sense of isolationism to her when she's walking down the that tunnel towards yeah. the subway all, all, every mm-hmm. day. It's almost like monotonous. You know, like this is her routine, but like. We see that moment where she thinks she sees someone familiar and we don't know whether it's like, is this someone from one of her films that she's well, watched I, or is it her sister? I, and not to describe it like this. And, and you know, I'm not being funny about this, but I'm like a dog that sees a squirrel. You know, I'm walking down yeah. the path and all of a squirrel and then I see something else. And then it kind of distracts me. From it reminded me here. of Black Swan, that moment where she's walking down. Yeah, that construction uh, area in like New York or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she thinks she sees, you know, the girl or whatever. Or herself, like a doppelganger for a split second. Yeah, yeah, that's unsettling. I don't know. I mean, I definitely hear everything you guys are saying. I just, I didn't experience the movie that way. I felt like, I, I felt like the film was leading me on a pretty clear path, and I felt like I, I understood Enid. Um, well, and I think you know another thing that's interesting in the story is the, the possibility that this film that she approved may or may not have inspired a real life murder mm-hmm. and i think she feels a terrible amount of guilt yeah. about that it's like a total failure She's being of harassed the whole point. about it well it's it's like the harassment i think is more from her inside her own self i think it's like i think it's like a, a failure of her whole purpose in life now like mm-hmm. this is this is what she like her 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 purpose is to protect society you know after this trauma that she went through and she wants to make sure it doesn't happen again and she has like fallen down on that and i i mean or that's the way she perceives it i mean Mm -hmm. of course i don't really think that but she i think she perceives it that way i think she feels like she has seriously failed and that she is to blame for this real life thing that has happened and i think that guilt really fuels her like delusion and her break yeah with reality spirit uh and it seems like it definitely progresses faster at this moment mm-hmm. that the yeah next scene is when she meets uh the guy well not the next scene but the next thing pivotal thing yeah Jacqueline I, I'm glad you put it in that 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 tense I just to me I didn't get that but it makes more sense of why there was this downward spiral right after that I follow along pretty well I mean for the 
first I, I like, didn't. Nope, I, I, but again, it was it, it was problem, like but... it was so like boom, boom, well, boom. Well, it is very you know? dreamy. It's like it well, definitely yeah, has dreamy. a very surreal quality to it. And there are, I think, plenty of times where it's not clear what's real and what's not. And mm-hmm. it it's never made explicit why that film is so familiar, like or what like what really happened in the past. And you know, I think you guys are absolutely right. I think it's completely plausible, if not probable that she killed her sister but the film leaves us without a, a concrete mm-hmm. answer and i'm okay with that it's okay it's even if it's just tremendous guilt it. survivor's mm-hmm. guilt of like i did, could have done more you know and that yeah. caused her break that's cool too i think it's more interesting to think that she did yeah uh so that she is responsible for the murder but i, I think it's interesting either way um yeah. but i think it would fit better you know when she finally meets the director and you know if I love that scene where she shows up on the set and they've been expecting her. Mm-hmm. So that in itself is kind of dreamy because if that woman is not her sister, then like that's very surreal that they expected yeah, her. Yeah, well, or, she's or supposed is... to be another actress. They think they mistake her for another actress. Is yeah, what... well, but they even say, oh, is that the sister? Yeah. But, but we don't, yeah, somebody calls on the set. They're like, oh, is that the sister? And she's like, yeah. Oh, is that the role she's playing? Well, we don't know. And so mm. it's like at that moment, you could read it as reality and yeah. sort of confirmation that she's been right all along, that this really is the sister and they've just been waiting mm-hmm. for her to figure it out. But then again, that could just be how the protagonist is perceiving it. And so because, because we're at seeing that moment, the film she's not even seeing it as a movie. She's like, they're keeping my sister like right captive. They're making her make this movie. They're making and then a she movie, believes but, that, but like, they're she's really going to harm shelf her. shelf life, right? Yes, From what Doug Smart said. Exactly. So this is her last film. And so even the reality moments, like the things that we know are reality, have surreal sort of mm-hmm. ambiguous qualities to them. You know, the fact that they say, is that the sister? Well, what does that mean? Is that the, do they mean it's the character sister? Or It almost makes it seem like these are snuff films that she's like on the set of. And like the Beast Man is literally like killing these actresses at one point, you know, like they're making movies with some of them and then at some point getting rid of them or. Well, I think she might fear that, but I think that could be speaking on the industry too, as the industry kind of. Well, maybe a little bit. Yeah. That like just the idea that actresses re- have like a shelf life but yeah. you know as we come to find out at the end like it really is just a normal movie. Just a movie you know and they're friends alice alice says you that's my friend you killed him he wasn't gonna hurt me you know but there's also that moment too where it's like she not just does she kill him but like there's something inside of him is that yeah, that's so inside I think of that's her just enid's yeah perspective i think i think all he's a monster things... so like this is what yeah. create, makes him look like a monster it's not just a dude she's stabbing like look what i'm killing it's a monster you see it right, right. there yeah so the, that's an example that's another example of the kind of things i mean when i say like even in moments of reality there are surreal elements that are ambiguous like mm-hmm. the phone call that like the scene is real but that phone call seems to be like coming from her own head. the repetitive like, nature of her like work day and like going home yeah. down the tunnel coming back to work yeah it's sort of I think that's why John feels like he got like law. I think that you're meant to sort of be in this like sort of you said it's like a dream thing, like state mm-hmm. almost the film kind of keeps you there a little bit for a lot of it. Like even when she's at work, it feels off a little bit. Mm. Yeah, she's I off. Agree. that's what it I is. I completely agree with you. She's the one that's off and she's our narrator. You know what I mean? Right. When you so see we're the seeing it through talking, her point of view. Yeah. yeah. When coworkers are talking, they're like chit-chatting whatever they're like oh yeah i get off at six but for her it's like yeah. no i gotta do the work i gotta edit this film and like yeah. this stuff can't hit the streets she's she's just too consumed yeah um, i mean it's it's just like a total fantasy 
Yeah, and then maybe the failure of, or the the potential failure of being blamed for the amnesia killer is what really sends her over the edge. I don't know. I think it is. I think yeah. it's it's like and the that's guilt what causes her to even again. see her sister in that film at all. Well, so if the original trauma, especially if she herself were responsible for it, you know, mm. back in childhood, like if that were the trigger to 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 cause this like self repression, then I think it's totally um, believable that then this event which again like reopens that guilt of like oh no i let this happen i think then that's totally plausible that this would cause her to spiral again um even though she thinks she's doing the right thing but yeah she just throws herself into her work more but yeah but but then she goes she goes kind of crazy she seems unfazed too by the violence when she watches the films right she she seems unfazed by the violence like when she's watching the film she's Mm -hmm. just like zeroed in on them you know what i mean but basically you know because of you know academic purposes almost you know what i mean but like her co-workers you could see them that they're like squirming a little bit during some scenes where she's just yeah, a ten, uh, ten absolutely I, don't you think that her downward spiral started with the conversation with her parents though i mean like having dinner that that it was just like it reopened that wound. that could have also, whatever yeah. was going on with her yeah the finality of like your sister yeah like we're considering yeah, her dead we're not yeah. like we're not keeping sure. this up anymore and that yeah, could just I, be I agree, survivor's John. guilt and not and, like and, the fact that she's a murderer that can just be yeah. like yeah no i can't say no well, it, and that's the thing it's could, ambiguous but you know i think it's kind I, of like you could choose your own interpretation i did enjoy that ambiguity though you don't know i mean i enjoyed that part of it but i mean it's just it, it was so here and then there and then we're right here and then no we're going to the underground you know have you guys ever seen the movie eight millimeter yes i no. plan on covering okay. it on uh cinemigos oh really it's, like it's a, a really movie. good nicholas cage thriller <laughs> yeah i mean it, again he's looking for a snuff film like, yeah again yeah, don't ruin in it, it. oh man yeah it's really good it's good yeah. acting um yeah joaquin I phoenix is in it too so. he Ooh, he's yeah. always good yeah he's joaquin's in it um so he's really good in that movie, we get the description the of like what happened with the the amnesia killer and how he watched this tape deranged that she worked on uh, was mm-hmm. one of the films that she edited or whatever. And that he, you know, the media is instantly blaming this tape. And there's a scene in it where the guy cuts a face off and then eats, eats their face or mm-hmm. something like that. And he did that mm-hmm. to his wife. And then, yeah. But uh, then at the end of the movie, they say he claims he never did see it. Yes. So what is that speaking on that? It's not the media that we're consuming. Right. Where well, uh, think, it was well, in then, with her main character. It's her trauma that causes her to be. Right. And the director, Frederick North, says something that I think is like the key to the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, he does. He says, um, I wrote down the quote here. Oh, shit. Where is it? It says, people think that I create the horror. Mm-hmm. but I don't. The horror is already out there. Yep. In all of us. Yeah, he just mm-hmm. captures it. I think that's like, I think that's it. I think that's the kernel. Mm-hmm. Well, that, and that's, that's basically what point, our Jack. director in Funny Games should have just been like. Yeah. And out, like, well, that's the opposite <laughs> of what he was saying. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, he, well, he's like, um, trying. To, yeah, he's trying to say that. Like, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I very think that's true. the opposite uh, of yeah. what he was saying. I, I think this film was like so much smarter than that. Yeah. yeah and Jacqueline, I, I agree with you. I, I think it also is a commentary on media. You know, uh, of of media like taking a story and running with it. You know, the fake news, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, yeah, in a small way, but yeah. because yeah, mm-hmm. they they're using these movies and causing a stir with these movies and getting yep, exactly people into right. panic about it. 
Just so like I well, satanic and panic and over yeah, satanic panic. Yes, um, exactly. video so games causing shooting. We had our version of that. I mean, it's just a cycle. They're, like every generation has its scapegoats for things. When I was in high school, it was Marilyn Manson, and that's what they were blaming for the school shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, Columbine. That you know, the mm-hmm. first kind of oh, major shit. publicized. Yeah, the kids I was in black. high school. Yeah, I mean, so but John, I love that you brought up like media, and I think the the primary thing this film is saying about media. I don't mean like news media, but like art. Like mm-hmm. I think I think what the film is saying about art is that art is healthy for us. Mm-hmm. Art is healthy for us. And when you censor that, when you try to like uh, keep it from people or press it down or omit this and that and delete all the the naughty parts, then that is what actually creates the mayhem and the internal struggle that you know that that can happen inside you when you aren't uh, you know dealing with your your real human behaviors and and, oh, that, and feelings and yeah. and that's absolutely right and, and we've talked we did little peek behind the curtain is we had a discussion about movies that we won't do on this show um you know i'm more open-minded to things i mean there there's maybe one or two out there where i'd be like yeah we're not going to cover that one but i mean a- again not mentioning by name but i mean it again it's not going to you know, being an adult or or even even a um, you know a teenager getting into horror movies, it's not going to make them more apt to be a serial killer or no. do these things that you that see in these there, movies. Really. That <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're a 15 year old kid watching a scary movie, there's something wrong with you inside if you're a serial killer already like there's something in there. It, that movie yeah. do anything to add to that, and that you know it's just crazy i mean maybe because... people sometimes imitate things that happen in movies yeah, but yeah. again like you said hyderberg that was something that was already there and maybe just Correct. like yep. the 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 method do you think they're was inspired limits, or you know what i mean like time like yeah. you shouldn't watch certain things at certain ages until you're exactly or at least it's, like... it's, and it's different on each kid like you said some people I think agree. their kids are ready for certain yeah. films at certain ages and, and, and how many how many oh, serial killers have we heard about where it's just like it, it's oh they grew up they were such a nice boy however this young boy or this young girl w- was cutting off heads of of cats stray cats yeah. or, or feral cats you know and just just not any kind of influence it was just happening you know it wasn't like I was watching too much TV or I was doing this. No. I was doing that. It, it's something There's inside something you. Else. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, yeah. You know, I don't consume a lot of true crime media, not, you know, out of any moral objection. I just don't happen to. But um, from the limited, um, you know, the limited numbers of stories that I'm familiar with relating to serial killers and things like that, the biggest pattern that I see in those in those individuals is a history of like childhood trauma like yeah most abuse times. like physical abuse or sexual abuse a mother or too. you know mother figure yeah. Sometimes. yeah and so i think like that seems to be a much stronger pattern and indicator of potential you know uh pathological behavior than watching some scary movies mm-hmm. so no absolutely i don't know. i just would... i i don't i don't agree with censoring films unless there's something happening that is actually real like where somebody actually got harmed I don't think that should be consumed for profit or entertainment or enjoyment. Nope. Um, and or or unless something about the film like directly is attempting to incite some kind of like violent um, behavior, you know, like if there's like a propaganda film like advocating for like genocide, like that's not. I'm not. I'm not 
I, I can't it, approve of that. It, yeah. Because, and I'm going to bring up something that um, Stephen and Leo said over at Spoils of Horror when it came to Cannibal Holocaust is that, you know, um, Rogerio Deodato did this movie and he actually killed animals in the movie. Yeah. Which I mean, is abhorrent to me. I mean, and, and again, you know, I like fish. I, I will go out to a lake or I'll go out to the ocean and I'll go fish. I'll eat that fish. I, I'm not doing this to get my rocks off. It's mm-hmm. like, I like right. fish. Yeah. That's know? like a, um, that's like a light, a cycle of life thing. Like <laughs> food cha- that's a food chain. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Scenario. Right. But, but I mean, there's, there's, there's a huge difference between what's being shown on film and, and yeah, a life cycle thing. Like you just said, you know, again, I don't want to know how the sausage is made or, or, you know how my steak is is well that could but that being that prepared, could affect you know? how if you see something that could affect how you react yeah that may create a moral sure. conundrum yeah, that may create exactly. a moral in an internal conflict it could, it like could if you yeah, see absolutely. all the sausage is made maybe you don't want to eat it anymore no yeah, exactly right so yeah. but so that's so that's like a that's like a uh what's that phrase like a I don't know. That's like an internal conflict that has to be reconciled somehow so that, you know, it either has to be reconciled through like changing your behavior and habits or like abandoning the moral principle or or just like being or just like engaging in denial. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what her partner says. That one moment speaks on uh, what trauma and how the brain can overshadow traumatic memories. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely Mm -hmm. a hint into her mindset. Like, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, there's strong hints about that. I agree. And I think Jacqueline said this is ambiguous. So, I mean, like for me, what do you guys feel? Is Enid a psychopath or is she just has guilt or both? Well, I think her guilt has caused her to have like a psychotic yeah. break by the end. I don't know yeah. if she was a psychopath as I don't a child. Know, you know, I don't, yeah, know, I don't know if she is leading her. up to this, but I think she's definitely damaged. Do you I mean, think honestly, that she think, killed her sister, though? I think it's extremely I think there's, there's possible. There's reason to believe that. Yeah. I, I mean, we can't know for sure, but I think... I. I mean, the fact that because I was thinking that while I was watching this, but the fact that you guys said it, too, I was like, oh, well, then there must be really something there. It's not just I was me just who curious. Thinks... Yeah, I don't think they definitively I, I, tell no, you either. Th- it's just no, they don't. But I think the film is what she's driven to later, suggesting that suggesting yeah. the possibility. I think but then like the end scene and we're not there yet, but the end scene really oh, shows. OK, OK. So what it's showing is a dreamlike state, which like to me was beautifully shot, you know, yeah, it's but like then there's glimpses of the reality that but that's that's exactly right. That's what I loved about it is like these there's these flashes yeah. of like darker scenes of like this girl saying you kidnapped me and the parents I mean, are just like I mean, freaking the fuck screaming out against the window. And then the next yeah. scene is them happily like reunited yeah, just driving, you know, yeah. both are smiling. So to me, that's like obviously like the fantasy like people who advocate for this kind of censorship and like protect the children you know which i think is often very disingenuous i think there are some people who are genuine about that and really think that they're being helpful but i think for a lot of people it's more of a power thing and and it's not you know really authentic but i think that's the fantasy that these people are trying to conjure that like oh if we if we censor these videos if we get rid of the nasty parts then like society will magically become wholesome and wonderful and there will be no crime and everyone will live happily ever after. And, you know, America will be great again. And like, Oh shit. <laughs> that's, uh, that's totally you know, a, it's, like, it's a fantasy. And, it, it's a fantasy like that's not realistic. And, and also it, look at who's doing not, the censoring here. A right. woman who's obviously got her own internal like issues going on. 
So that's the thing. And this is probably a good time to throw this in. One of my trivia facts is that the um, writer and director of this, I can't remember her name, but she said that the idea for this movie sprang from this thought that like, you know, who who gets to decide like what should be censored and what isn't? And why is the person doing why is it okay for the person doing the censoring to consume all this material? Yeah. But not everybody else. And yeah, then true. so we see the exploration of that idea where she herself is doing is is consuming all of this content, granted for her job, but she herself is consuming mm-hmm. all of it. And you could argue that it, you know, that she becoming desensitized to it. Well, just like seeing that film, it kind of like triggers her guilt and you know that yeah, it did. oh it, it brings up this memory because it's so similar to what she experienced. So, you know, it's 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 interesting this idea that like, oh, there's one there's somebody who's the keeper of the you know the the the, the keeper the of the yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. has the, the key to the, the rules or the you know uh-huh. the, like the the warden if you will but like who's the warden and how do you yeah. know they're okay like how do they not go berserk from watching things if if we believe that these things make people go berserk which i don't but if you did yeah her coworkers like, don't seem too affected by it. You know they seem I mean? like totally it's, it's pleasant people. To them, you know? Yeah, <laughs> they and seem totally like pleasant, you see, actually. like Sanderson was he even was he her because his name was on the. I don't know people's the, names. The was news, he the Bill Cosby? He was the guy. guy. He was the guy that he worked with, also <laughs> English bloke. Too soon, Jacqueline. Well, they were all. Well, it was a big comment about Bill. Oh, the white one. Okay. Yeah, the white um, guy that she worked with, because his name. They reviewed that movie Deranged together, and his name was given right. also. Yeah, but I don't remember him talking respon- about being harassed you know, like the way she was responsible, as it were, for releasing that movie. So maybe, like, maybe I don't remember that... him getting phone calls either. You know what I mean? So who knows if those were even and... happening as much. And you guys are bringing up some really, really good points. Maybe that was the point of the movie is that it was an hour and 24 minutes. Maybe the cuts were intended to be, you know, another commentary on making these cuts to the movie because you didn't see a whole lot of gore. Like this movie, I found it. Go ahead. By the way, I the, I didn't like the scene of the producer getting thrown up. I, I mean, it was a terrible scene all around because he was trying to rape her. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, like, the the scene where he gets pushed onto that award, yeah, it just looks so fake. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was just like, that nah, worked for me. That nah, was all right. It was fine. I didn't, I didn't love it or hate it. I mean, it's like it seemed like very convenient and sort of like um, he fell on his. Like, I would have rather like, if he fell on and, like, went up his ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? and he's just bleeding out out of his rectum. Yeah, just get some more. Uh, more provocative, I guess. You know? I don't know if it was like <clears throat> necessary for him to die. I'm not sure how much I feel like that really contributes to the story. I mean, they, so they, yeah, I know it doesn't. It's because she doesn't. It's not like she kills him in cold blood or anything. No, or, I know, wish there was she, more to that too. Accident, like, are the, right? are the yeah, are the authorities after her or like I don't know. There was there was never anything where she did that, and then after they were, I, I never felt any moment of like an American Psycho moment where she was like felt the guilt of oh. I killed that man and I left him in yeah. an apartment and then are they going to find out about me or whatever? It's like, she kind of just gave up on worrying Reality. about any of that stuff. Yeah. At that well, point. It's kind of like the ending of whatever happened to baby Jane. You remember yeah. like Jane's on the mm-hmm. beach and Blanche is dying and, but she like, the people are crowding around her cause she looks insane. And then she just starts dancing for them. And she's like, obviously in her own head thinking she's performing for an audience. And to her, everything's just to get ice cream. Yeah. She's just right? peachy. Yeah. She, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just like yeah. she is totally broken with reality at that point. Yeah, absolutely. So like, but uh, like back to my point, though, I, I I think that that the movie was cut or or, you know, the way it was segmented was like like almost like a, a sensor because at the very end of the movie, you see a videotape come out 
and it yeah. says sensor on i do it. like so did you notice that the very end goes into like a uh a smaller aspect ratio mm -hmm. i did yeah. yeah like it was coming i, I, out of I love movies. that throughout when the she movie. gets to the that, movie set you know yeah. it's all shot like a movie with the movie set looks like straight out of like a rob zombie film uh no mm -hmm. oh, thank totally you totally looks like a rob zombie nice. film beast man yeah. or a sunder nicely done. um yeah so but i do like that and then yeah when we get back to later when the type pops back out we go back to a full aspect ratio and then the yeah. word sensor on the mm -hmm. tape like we just watched it i love yeah. that distortion too throughout the end of like you know it's almost like a pleasantville sort of like everything's okay now i got my sister back and then it's like this distortion this dark imagery of like the look on her mm -hmm. parents face real quick flashed of like yep horror of what I, loved, I thought that was chilling I, yeah i loved that i mean to yeah. me that 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 was the best part of the movie it was the just sister, like they're like you know yeah. with joy but then in reality she's just a hostage screaming out like how it just it felt like yeah that that's where it kind of just gave me the idea that enid actually killed her sister and she's got psychopathic tendencies, you know, that she's been repressing yeah. all this time. It could be. And it's like, you know, maybe censoring these movies is what keeps her repressed. However, you know, she's, she's, um, you know, ignited by her parents saying, hey, you know, your sister's dead. We have to do yeah. this. Her closure yeah. and all these movies that she's watching. And then she like goes down into a basement of of just darkness and grittiness and uh, i don't know she's got nothing else in life too if you notice like she's got no friends or connections to anything else besides her parents no, that's what uh, well, it's that's like her, her whole purpose her in life, life. it's yeah. i mean yeah, you could say life. it's almost an obsession yeah mm -hmm. it is so i just wish they kind of built her up a little bit and the parents i think are a key part that we don't really go into like they could have been why she's either a censored or like wants to censor things maybe they censored her life after her sister's disappearance or they're never shown as parents that did anything like that they're just kind of mm -hmm. caring and like hey we just want to move on with the but they could have been explored i think a little bit on like why enid is the way she is or i don't know um i like the parents i thought the parents were very like no, they're fine i just think they could have been developed like or i utilized. think they're kind of like an anchor for her like they're yeah. you know they seem like nice normal people who are trying to yeah. Just yeah. have like just you know enjoy the last years of their lives. Good background. That's what makes her psychotic break as a child less likely, but could be. I mean, you don't need oh, to don't come know. from a bad background to have mental illness. I mean, that no, you don't. No, you don't. No, so, no. So, I don't yeah. know. Uh, John, before you mentioned something about like, well, it's it's not that gory or like there's not like a ton of explicit stuff. I actually think it's interesting that the I think the most gore we see is when she's screening the movies yeah like the movies mm -hmm. that she's watching which I think are actual seen... movies most of them were they all uh well like a lot of the or parts of in the beginning when they show the, like the driller killer they show and they show they some look, actual, okay yeah shots from some of those, those films. like that was such a great <laughs> montage like in the i think it was the opening credits when they show yeah. like just a a montage of all the different like gory parts that melange, she's seen. If you will. a melange <laughs> hmm uh, like heads being chopped off and bodies being sliced and just like left and right. And I mean, um, I actually I thought it was it created a, a fantastic tone. And I actually thought it was really interesting to see that through the movies. But you don't actually see it through the action of our movie as much. Right. But interesting. No, no I mean, it, it definitely has kind of a, you know, uh, this kind of a, a meta type thing. Where yeah. It's like you're watching a movie, but you're seeing a movie, but then. You go to another movie. Yeah, you're watching I, a person I, I, watching a movie. Yeah, so it's like yeah, uh, it, I, you still get thought, the gore, but it's like secondhand. Yeah, the premise is is really good. And again, the reason why I bring up eight millimeters is because you kind of see the same thing. Right. Just a right dude disguised as a dude. 
playing another dude. <laughs> no, but I it's mean, it's just like it, it's it, it's kind of it's kind of the same thing, right? You know, where it's like uh, no, I mean, there are different. Um, yeah, eight millimeter does go down some interesting avenues that have to deal with like censored things or like um culture a culture of where you'd have to if you want to see things like bad movies you have to look them sort them out at you know cd places that yeah. sort of life um yeah eight millimeter is an interesting film because we get that too with like that one place that enid goes to where the guy's mm -hmm. totally like you're a narc like you don't like yeah. these films and she's like do you have the latest uh poke my eyes out three or whatever it is but she knows Electric enough Bugaloo. about these films to talk about them and sound, kind of sound like she likes them Mm -hmm. um <laughs> sorry yeah. that was funny the poke my eyes said. out there <laughs> well just pop jacqueline uh oh it's not quite as good as poke she my goes eyes out too <laughs> electric boogaloo, <laughs> boogaloo. <laughs> we'll give you a moment we'll give you a moment relax oh here it is i think oh, the, we the very end though it's like really we do get like this i don't I'm know just goes my eyes out too yeah <laughs> my eyes out too it's on the oh, docket. Okay. I put it down. <sighs> but I do think I think the final ending does feel earned enough for me, though, um, mostly uh, with her like going a little cuckoo at the very end. I do wish we built into it a little bit more or developed mm -hmm. more of her isolationism or like her her this dream state that where she starts losing her mind. Uh, if we had a little bit more of that or because um, it is like you said, it's a very short film and I'm not mm -hmm. asking for a lot longer, but I think we could have. Not for padding, but just to add to a, a couple a couple things in the film that I think would have fleshed it out a little bit more and made it, um, I don't know, meatier. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, to me, it would have been a little more show don't tell. You know, mm. some movies that you want a little more tell don't show. You know, uh, like you said, exposition with the movie. You know, I think this could have shown without a lot of dialogue of what really happened. You know, and it, it gives you more of like an understanding. And, you know, maybe that was the point of the movie is the uh, the exposition was you have to figure out what Enid did with. Her and it does pose a question to us viewers of people who enjoy these sort of films. If you sat down and watched this film from beginning to end, you like horror films, like most likely. So, yeah, 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 for sure. It's definitely speaking to you like, well, hey, you know. You know, does and it happens to just take this time frame in history when this was, you know, a big topic in the UK, especially. Yeah, I didn't actually sit down and go, "What the fuck did I just watch?" It was just more like, "What did I just watch?" You know, and I think just the like, film went... means to do that too. It means uh, maybe to kind it, of keep you it, in a fuzzy state. That's how the film's sort of structured. It's a fuzzy sort of nature narrative. Yeah. And and you know, the interesting thing is, is it 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 makes me want to go watch it again. To see what I missed, to to you know pick up on little things I didn't pick up on the first time, you know, and maybe that's a sign of a fantastic movie that that it's just like, well, John, you didn't get it this time, but the next time you watch it, you're going to pick up a little bit more, and then maybe the next time you watch it again, you're going to pick up even more. I'd say it's worth more than one viewing for sure. I, I agree. So. I bought I think it. It's got uh, a lot to say. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think it is worth more than one watch there's some yeah, documentaries too on the special features about oh, the really? nasties and stuff like that yeah. Ooh, that's cool yeah. yeah i think this movie like sort of contains some mysteries for us and i think it has a lot to say i think it definitely i think it asks for multiple viewings in my opinion i didn't even know that the uh you you said the director and writer is female mm -hmm. i didn't it's brant prano Welsh, Brad, uh, Welsh, Bailey. I think. yeah bond i didn't even know exactly because of the name i was just like oh it's a sounds like a very uh foreign name i was just 
Yeah, didn't even and, really and look into it. I was just like, I dig the film, so it didn't matter. Enid, Enid yeah, she's, a, a, she's a Welsh woman. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it, uh, Enid is she also Welsh? Because uh, like, the like she's is, beautiful. The actress by is way. Irish. Yeah, she is yeah. beautiful. Oh, is she like she's, she's Irish. A beautiful woman. Absolutely, but she's I mean, a, it's just they, like, like her looks are like played down in this film. But um, I've I've I, when I looked her up, I was like, wow, I've seen her with this short haircut that she looks fabulous with. That's you know, she who she looks like is like Karen Gilliam from uh, Gillian. Okay. From uh, um, uh, the tall gal that plays Nebula in Marvel movies, but like okay. a, a blind yeah. version of that. You lost me there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I actually um, own this. I have the. Uh, that is cool. Ooh. The slip. Then it's got a slip cover on the actual DVD, and it's uh, Asunder and Beastman. Oh like, wow, that's cool. And then oh, nice. that's awesome. Cover that it slips Neat. into. Yeah, it's pretty Where nice. Did you get that? I got this from this is Vinegar Syndrome. Oh, okay. Very nice packaging. And I felt oh, like nice. I knew we were going to cover the film. Hmm? Is that 4K or what is it? Uh, no, this is just Blu-ray. It's Blu-ray, okay. Yeah. Mm, but yeah, this yeah is I think I, having Hulu, I definitely want to watch it again when I get yeah. some time. Um, rewatch it. But I mean, like for me, it's I'm so confused. I mean, it's like I said, said it Vinny Barbarino. Yeah. I'm so confused. That's OK, though. Yeah. Like, it's OK to Up not your nose like, with the rubber hose. A... Um, hey, you, I got to know from my mother. I feel, it feels like maybe you just got to digest it and then I do let it sit. Then yeah. maybe go back for a rewatch if you want. And yeah. then you can be like, oh, you know, I like this more I, than I thought I did. Or I definitely or will. And, yeah. and my, my score is not going to reflect what the audience said about this, um, but it's definitely not going to be. I think mine's bumped up from the uh, conversation. Uh, Same. And you know, I, I, I kind of put it in the flaccid fuck area because. It gets, it's got room to grow. There's you know? room to grow. It's a grower, yeah. not a shower. Yeah. Well, let's show it. Well, with that being That's said, what should, she we said. Into our, uh, uh, should we jump into our reviews? Yeah, we can uh, review this thing. All right. Heiderberg, what is your rating and review of censor? Yeah. So, Don't censor yourself now. You might murder somebody. I would never censor myself. Come on. <laughs> I, I think we know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not It's not who you are. I actually do bite my tongue a lot on the show, so... I'm, I've I've actually learned to censor myself a little bit. Oh. You have to. I mean, but um, censorship's bad, guys. That's my word of the day. <laughs> Deep thoughts from Hydra. Deep thoughts from Jack Handy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a dreamlike aesthetics. I really enjoyed them. Uh, I, yeah, there's just like this weird state to this film that we're in this whole time. It's sort of like this hazy funk uh, that our characters sort of in too. I guess. Maybe the world isn't like that, but to her, to her, it is, you know, in her eyes, everything's sort of this way. I enjoy the atmosphere a good bit for the most part in the film. I really liked uh, what it's setting. It goes for certain themes, um, sort of homages maybe to other genres, you know, like you mentioned the lighting, the little giallo sort of uh, vibe to it. Um, the whole Beastman vibe is sort of, I mentioned Rob Zombie or like E.I. Roth, it feels ish or like an old Italian film. Uh, especially with that director, uh, Frederick North, he seems sort of like a Argento or something like that. Like we were speaking to that sort of director. Um, the attention to the uh, the detail, like of the video nasties, I thought that that appealed to me. Like these films and how they appeal to people and what that might mean about their character, or like I think it's an interesting premise. Like what that brings, like you know, like we mentioned. To watching hardcore horror or anything if those those are sort of films that you like some people do just like those kind of films a lot um you know does that make you a bad person no like uh obviously you know they're just 
forms of entertainment and we don't act out on those things but it's an outlet just like violent video games can be or whatever you know we have a tendency to be violent as a human being a human nature it's just there inherently so like it's gonna be it was there before anything was on screen or anything was ever recorded like it was in us you know some dude picked up a rock and bashed another guy over the head with it and then took his shit and that happened and then a i don't know why i laughed by. at that that was like yeah. not funny but it's the way but you, you know said what i'm saying like it's 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 a great point though it's, it's an excellent point i think you're 100 yeah, horror right. films it's not like violence was invented yeah. you no. know it's and we man. started getting movies yeah the violence of man is a real thing you know but it's like doesn't mean we we don't pretend it doesn't exist obviously so we put it in stories we put it in media and form and you know whatever uh i think there's some good acting here overall most parts uh, there's not too many parts uh it's mostly smaller parts and we focus on enid i think enid is very well acted um she doesn't she doesn't really emote too much uh the actress in this role but I, it's not her acting that's because it's just enid's reserved you know what i mean she's not and she's, she's also she's repressed yeah. and she's in this dream state too where she doesn't know what's real and she doesn't want to like react to it uh, immediately you know, she's having like maybe sleepwalking or sleep issues too. Who knows? It's like she's racked with guilt, you know, and it's just been bubbling uh, for a while there. And she's been able to push it down, push it down with work. But yeah, it just eventually it boils over. Um, and there's a really good premise here, too. Uh, just the the, the you know, focusing on the nasties and her being uh, this censor. And then like the fact that she's been censoring herself as well. And also how it does speak on uh, media and how we consume it and what what does that add to, to the to the equation? What can that do to a person? I think that's all very interesting. And other films have touched on it, but I think this film touches on it in a pretty interesting way. Um, having her as like the unreliable narrator. I like that um, about the film. And because the atmosphere is sort of vague uh, a lot of times, I just think it just adds to that sort of. You know, we do get in a daze where we're back and forth to work every day and we get in this sort of like funk sometimes. So it's relatable that like, yeah, things she passes by things and doesn't even notice things. You know what I mean? And it's weird and surreal until she notices that person whose hair looks like her sister. and She notices her sister in the film. Uh, it starts bleeding into her real life, you know, her guilt, I guess. Uh, so I think that's interesting. I think it makes her character pretty cool. Um, I don't think it all coalesces, though. A hundred percent. Like, I think that's what would have made this film a little bit better for me. I think it's all really well put together. Uh, but there's moments where I think it just doesn't like John, you mentioned, like it just doesn't carry you to the next part as much as you as you maybe would la have liked. I get that. Uh, I think Enid is an interesting character. I just don't think she's as fleshed out as I would have liked. I think she's interesting enough that I want more. Um, you don't have to give her away. She can still have her her um you know am ambiguity of what she's done in her past and stuff but i would have liked to see a little bit of her like mundane life maybe like show me her just cooking a meal at home or doing something other than work you know like show me her home life you show me the parents i get that but it all feels a little bit like you said like it brings you a okay now she's gonna go see her parents now she's back at work i would have liked a little bit in between i think we could have uh given us five or ten minutes of some things maybe show her dating life that she tried dating or something it just it was horrible i don't know something just humanize her a little bit more for me, I think, because she is very just stiff from the very beginning and the whole film. She's basically that way. Um, but I get it because we get this glimpse into her life and the the eventual like downward spiral into madness, I thought would have been more interesting if we saw her a little bit more humanized. I think as soon as we get her, she's damaged almost um, right away. I think the, the film could have worked in the dreams 
about her sister a little bit better too. We could have seen more of their relationship maybe or the day of her disappearance before the actual disappearance. We kind of just see the disappearance. What if we saw more of that trip or more things, maybe why she blames herself? I don't know. Uh, the actress, um, I think, acted really well. What is her name? Naeem Algar? Oh, I'm not sure. And she's Irish and they have ways of pronouncing yeah, it's things like that I don't N-I-A-M-H-A-L-G-A-R. I mean, I would say Neom, but I Neom, have no okay. idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I... I think she acted well, but like I said, she came across as a little stiff. And I think that's more Enid than her. Um, it would have been nice to see her in a couple more scenes, like a little less reserved, just for contrast, just a little bit. Like, you know, when she's at home, at least by herself, you know, nobody's watching. Or maybe I mean, she could be dealing with, you could show her, I'm sorry, with dealing with the anguish of something at home, maybe. Or, what were you going to say? Yeah. I'm so sorry. I, I hate to interrupt you when you're doing your That's review, fine. but I was just going to point out that, I mean, I don't know if this qualifies as that for you, but at the very end, we do see her looking like a jubilant when she thinks, you know, when she's in this fantasy oh, that like she has saved her sister and her mm -hmm. hair's down instead yeah. of in a bun. And she's in this flowy gown and she looks like she's been like liberated. Yeah, she she's does. smiling. And I don't I think she's it might the be the car. first time we actually see her smile. But that's true. And they're like literally holding hands, skipping into the forest. Maybe together, they kept so. her so reserved because they wanted that moment to really pay off, too. Um so. So, like, does that qualify as that what you were looking for? Well, it's sort no, of. Since it, it's it like a shows fantasy. It. I just don't see. I just wish I would have saw some glimpses of that throughout her daily life. You know what I mean? Okay. It kind of just feels like she's pushed down the entire film. You know what I mean? And it's such a it's like a gloomy film, too. It's dark, almost it nighttime is. all the time. And it just feels sort of like show me a little levity in her life and then show me the crack and how she goes and then she leans into the the madness or whatever. I don't know. I just think it would have been interesting. It would give her a little bit more complexity to her character. But I do like her character. Mm. Uh, the ending just doesn't feel 100% for me. But I don't know. that Now that we've talked it through a little bit more, like I do, it felt off, to be honest. Like the, the first time I saw the film, I was kind of like with you, John, where like I liked it. I liked the aesthetic. I liked the act. Like, but it felt like something was missing, too. But I was like, I like this film. That's why I wanted to do it again, like, on the show. I was like, I want to give it another chance, too, because I, mm -hmm. I, there was definitely something there that I, that I liked. Um, and then breaking it down today, I do think the ending probably does hit a little bit better um, since we discussed it. Or the, the 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 ride getting there. I think I had some moments where I thought it misstepped. But this conversation definitely bumped my score up a little bit, um, for sure. So I think with that said, I'm going to give Censor... From 2021, I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 banned nasties. <laughs> I had it at a 6. And I and I hovered around a 6.5 with my original score when I first was doing my notes earlier in the week. And then I was sort of bumped it down, too, because I was like, I don't, I don't know. There's moments of greatness, and then there's moments where I feel like it. But then hearing, Jacqueline, your take and how much you enjoyed it, I felt like, you know what? There is more to enjoy in the film, too, that maybe I was just being a little bit overcritical, maybe, or something. I don't know. I mean, you know, be true to your heart. No, you, I am. I, but I like to take I like to take my score and be like, I'm not always like iron. Like, this is definitely my score. Every once yeah. in a while, there's a film where I know Die Hard. Like, this is what I'm giving this motherfucker. Like, yeah, I don't, care. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. But yeah. then there's moments where I'm like, all right, I'm at a 5.5. I could be a four yeah. or four point five or we could go. We can go six point five. Maybe I could be talked into that. Like there's things sometimes we just overlook. And then having three of us, there's, you know, always another opinion, which is great. That's why I like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that happens to me a lot, actually, that I'm like hoping you guys will convince me that like, something's better than I think it is. And usually yeah. you do. But and I do uh, think it's probably a better film than a six. You know what I mean? Because it's like definitely it's well made um, with you on the lighting, John. There's a couple moments where the lighting's a little 
overdone. But then again, maybe like Jacqueline said, it's meant to bring us this weird aesthetic of like reality dream state. And then the movie aesthetic too, of like that blending mm -hmm. in with the dream state of like, not only does she have a dream state, but when she does, she dreams sort of like these eighties horror films. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. What do All you, right. uh, what do you think? Jacqueline? Out of 10. Well, I, I, I want to let John go first. Okay. So last. Yeah, I'm not going to go very long. Um, everything that you guys said is absolutely right. I love the acting in this movie. Um, and Heidelberg, like you said, I, I'm not a big fan of like the color palette of this movie. It just seemed like very oversaturated. Um, God, I'm trying to figure out this movie. And I, I'll state what I said earlier in the show is that I didn't hate this movie at all. I, I was actually entertained. You know, and more the, talking to you guys even more, it just felt like, you know, maybe the point of this movie was I'm as the viewer being kind of the censor of this and you're not figuring everything out. So I'm going to cut all the all the meat that goes on this bone. I'm cutting some of that out and it leaves it ambiguous. Um, God. Uh, yeah, the acting was good. Didn't like, yeah, I didn't like the color palette. Um, I fucking love the ending. I loved it. I, I mean, it was just like, it was a dreamlike state that really like hit me hard because it was like those little flashes of, of terror, you know, from the other actors. Um, video nasty, I guess, hits pretty hard for me because I'm, I'm a child of, well, I was born in 76, but you know, grew up understanding horror movies in the 80s. I didn't know what video nasty was, but obviously something in England, it was like they try to censor all these movies. Um, yeah, this this movie deserves a rewatch. So the quick uh like Heidelberg, I brought my score up from a 5.5 to a 6.5 band nasties. All right. 6.5 out of 10 from John. Okay, yep. cool. What about you, Jacqueline? Oh, by uh, the way, I did, I did like the ambiguous ending. So I it was up to my interpretation. I really enjoyed that. Okay, cool. So. Cool, cool. Um, well, I, I have to say, everything in this movie really worked for me. And when the end credits rolled, I was like, wow. So this is, I think, just one of those cases where like, your own personal perspective when watching a movie and your own personal tastes, you know, play a big part in how you evaluate a movie. So I don't dispute anything that you guys said at all. Mm -hmm. um, and I appreciate your open-mindedness in, in looking at it. I feel like you guys were really fair to it, even though it wasn't like your favorite thing. Um, but for me, it's like every element of this movie really worked um, from the story itself. I thought, you know, the, 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 occupation of a film sensor is not something you get to see a lot in film you know mm -hmm. like and certainly not as a protagonist like if you see a film sensor usually they're like a little villainous bit part twirling their mustaches <laughs> and trying to like you know destroy some starving filmmaker but um you know for for a film sensor to be the protagonist of this film i thought was really interesting and i love her backstory and her reason that we come to understand for her being a film censor. I think that's absolutely fascinating. Um, the mood and aesthetic of this movie, I thought were glorious and created beauty, but also dread mm -hmm. uh, simultaneously, which is a winning combo for me. Um, between the lighting and the color palette, which I understand wasn't you guys weren't crazy about. For me, I, I really... It. 
Okay. So for me, I, I really enjoyed it. Actually, I thought it was like visually so interesting to look at. I thought it helped contribute to the sense of ambiguity and like our sort of uh, inability to trust our narrator, you mm -hmm. know, and the, the perspective that we're seeing through her. I think the sound design was really interesting. There's a lot of cases where the, the film score isn't exactly musical per se, it's almost more like, you know, sound effects that are being used as incidental music. And so it it, it has this sort of like, um, how would I describe it's it? It's like meant to keep you on edge, I think. it's Yeah. It's almost like, the, like when she's in the office, it's almost like yeah. background noise or things that like, not necessarily, like you said, like a soundtrack, but. yeah. So there's almost like kind of a spacey element mm -hmm. to the sound design it's almost like the noises that you kind of expect to hear even though like sound doesn't travel no, in space but there you know there's like a spaciness to it and that, i don't know how to describe it beyond that it helps keep that but, that dream sort of state yeah going from scene yeah. to scene yeah so um the the lighting is dim it sort of helps contribute to this gloom and dread feeling the sound design is cool the forest feels ethereal to me um especially when viewed in the like the the film you know like when, when she's At like the watching very end. or dreaming a film it feels very ethereal um it just like the as as we talked about already even when we're dealing in scenes that we know are reality there's something about them that feels a little dreamlike or surreal um that that blurs those lines for us and i think that's for a reason and i it it really just it just really works for me i love the acting I love the story. And most of all, I love the philosophy behind this movie, which I think this movie is, a, this is a pro art film. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that very much. And everything that infuriated me about funny games is the opposite here. And so that I, I appreciate that very much. And I agree with it. So um, might surprise you guys. I'm going to give this movie 10 out of 10 band. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. I loved it. Well done. Well I loved done. it. I am surprised. Um, wow. That's, yeah. I am well, surprised like too. the ending sequence where I she praise. is having this fantasy about everything's okay mm -hmm. now. Like she has solved it and there's no more crime and she did her job and she succeeded. And like this is this was what her life's work was all about and her singular purpose. It's just um but yeah, and the look that on that, her parents, I think, sells it for me. Oh there. god, but like we see that this <laughs> fantasy we see that this this fantasy is like broken. It's so and much better to me not... that they show glimpses of it, like broken too, like you said, instead of just cutting to like reality. I like that you get right. these, like glimpses a... of it, like we're watching a videotape. Yeah, almost like you've taped Glitch over it. something, yep. you know, yeah. and like it cuts out for a sec. And then, and then the tape popping out at the end. It's like so mad. Like it's it's in a way, it's doing what Funny Games did, but like yeah. the opposite point of view. Like it's reminding you that you are watching this movie. <laughs> like well, Enid, you, you Enid just watched actually, a violent movie about violence yeah, she, in movies it's so mm -hmm. meta she, but like but with the yeah, she, the total opposite conclusion she had a remote at the end of the movie too which was like like her little like like safety net thing to where she can rewind something there's a moment but, here where it does pop up right for her yeah oh well she's in the forest and the then it's the yeah it's her editing uh yeah. tool thing yeah yep Damn, Jacqueline, a ten? I'm not a ten. I, I didn't expect that. I, I wasn't. It. I, I wasn't either. sure what how you were going to take this film. I I absolutely loved it. I want to watch it again immediately. It's my favorite movie that we've watched in several weeks. Oh uh -huh. my gosh, I loved it. I liked it more than the Wailing. Yes, I said it. Wow. 
<laughs> I love the whaling, but I love this even more. I just this this like if any Hyderberg last or would you have loved ago, this as much if we hadn't just covered funny games? Do you think? What do you think coming off of funny games to it like mm, really stands out to you? That's a good question. I think it was good timing. Yeah, mm. I think it was good timing, and I, I like yeah. I mean, I, it was almost eerie how like well these movies fit together because i think they're doing a lot of the same things but with opposing philosophies yeah. and so sure. i don't know like I, th I think that's a really good question like i maybe i would not have liked this so much had we not just done funny games um but i might have to sit back and just watch this one again without like without critiquing or whatever or yeah so mm -hmm. Heidelberg, you said something on our funny games episode like when we were first starting out you're like oh this is such a jacqueline movie and i was like really oh okay i did like <laughs> But to me, this this was a Jacqueline movie. Yeah, I just meant funny games as like a movie that you're going to give us to make us like, yeah, like a think something or like yeah. uh, like feel Thinky. uncomfortable a little bit or like, Ooh, how do you what do you guys think about this movie? Like, well, thank you. I appreciate that. You think that's my brand. Yeah, a lot <laughs> like of times that. you bring us some like either thought provoking films or something of, you know, uh, from another uh, another country or yeah. error or something like that, that okay. definitely like. Um, well, that's why we love you. You brought us. Horizons, you, know? you brought us. You brought. Whoa, hey, nice, nice little tag in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you brought us Coffin Joe, so thank you for that. I know. You're welcome. And that was one of the first times you did that, right? Like when we. It was first my first started. pick yeah. ever for the show. You were like, "I'm picking yeah. this. Don't hate me." And you're like, yeah. "What is this? It's the first ho like horror film from Brazil ever." Right? It's enthralling. <laughs> we loved it, but we dug it. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, well, anyway, so I just, this was like very much a me film, like the philosophy and the aesthetic of it was just like, really, really what I enjoyed what it. I was 10 out of 10. thirsty wow. for. Yeah, I was so glad mm. that you picked this. So mm. good. And I, this was another one just like upgrade. I literally had no idea what it was about. And the whaling too. I went in completely blind. I had no idea what the story was here. I, I didn't know what kind of genre it was gonna. I just I didn't read anything about it. I just pushed play. I feel like you and I bet Steven probably has similar thoughts because I think he likes this. I think that's why it's such a bummer that their episode mm. uh, got messed up. I spoils, but um, well, I got to have lunch with him on horror. Saturday. We, um, we did it first. Oh, well, no, not really. I don't want to say that. <laughs> we did it first. We, actually, when they hey, had it, it was already on they, our docket when they had it. I didn't mention it to him because I was like, well, I don't want to tell them not to do it obviously well we got to give them yeah. shit steven and leo we love you guys but we did this first because well, i want to lost it episode. it's not That's a not competition my... fellas yeah. yes it is it's okay. a male ego thing <laughs> okay. i suppose once again i do not understand male relationships <laughs> i don't want to no, feed into that. this anymore john <laughs> all right well i'll just leave the show Negative. good night We're guys starting, no, it's a new year new me okay <laughs> oh oh it's a new hydroberg mm-hmm <laughs> all right well would what? you guys like a little bit of um trivia sure i you know one thing that i thought was funny was that um this is a film about censorship and ratings and it's not rated oh is oh, that really? so underrated <laughs> film i, I don't know, know. oh i don't know because of where it came from or if it's intentional or because it was for streaming i have no idea but yeah that's very funny actually yeah. i really like that i like yeah. that interesting i might bump uh, mine up to a seven because of that <laughs> we don't know if it's intentional Anyway. No, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, I'll bump mine up to a seven. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. Let me go back here now. All right, go All back. Right. Nope, it's in, it, it's in red ink. Nope, it's, oh, yeah, it's, it can never be changed. All right. All right. Um, so I only have a few little things. There was not much trivia on this. Um, I briefly mentioned this before, but you might want to hear the kind of word for word. Um, so the writer and director, Prano Bailey Bond, said she had the idea around 2012. She said, I was reading an article about Hammer Horror. 
um, which looked at how film censors worked in that period. It made me think, if violent images are meant to make us lose control, what prevents the censor from doing that? Mm. It was that hypocrisy of thinking, I can watch this, but if you watch it, you're going to go out and shoot someone. Wait, hold on. So she created this nine years before she actually filmed it? Well, she had the idea. She had the idea for it in 2012. Interesting. Oh, my gosh. That's great. So this simmered for a while for her, I guess. Oh, I'm sure. sure. Um, Oh, this. so this piece of trivia actually makes me want to ask you guys a question because I'm not 100% sure what it's referring to, but maybe you guys remember. It says, the cover on the case Enid picks up at the video store foreshadows the ending. Which one did she pick up at the video store and what was on the cover? Do you remember? Damn, no. Was it the one that starts with an A that you have? Asunder? Was it that one? Does that foreshadow the ending? I don't know. Asunder, yeah. uh, Well, Asunder is like... Does she have an axe in there or something? Yeah, let's see. I don't know. No, on Asunder, it's a redhead with like getting... Yeah, uh, but that's the the sister though. Well, I don't know that that foreshadows the ending. Maybe it's something different. Yeah, but it shows the sister frightened, maybe. John, do you remember what she picked up at the store? I don't. Hold I don't on. remember. I'll look it up. Oh, I guess we got to go back and watch it. It was oh, a. Shit. It was not a real movie, though. Or was it a real movie? I don't know. Or was it a movie? I made think up not because this? I think it was a made-up one because she specifically. Oh asked yeah, well, Sunder shows his. Yeah, Sunder is the one with the sister and bathe like her dreams. You know what I mean? With the one with the red light on her in the woods. Yeah, does that's that the foreshadow Asunder. the ending? I, I guess. Well, that shows the ending of her in the white dress. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. This okay. woman's in the white dress, and then in the end, what's her name's in the white dress? Um, no, it is a sender. It's in the character. That's what okay. I see. In the okay. white yeah. dress. Yeah. Who was right. that? Well, there we go. Now we know. Thank you. See, I knew I could ask you guys, and you would know. Um, this piece of trivia is for those who might not be familiar with the video nasty thing in Britain in the 80s. So it's just a little background info. Maybe we should have said it at the beginning, but oh well. Um, mm-hmm. So for anybody who's not familiar with this, due to a loophole in UK law affecting media, prior to a new legislative act in 1984 films released on video did not need to be certified or censored um, yeah, up until that problem. point. And so um, it means there was this like flood of um, what they called video nasties or very violent or explicit films, which caused like this national outrage um, in Britain. And so then they established this law in 84. And so starting in September of 85, all video releases had to comply with this new act, which regulated what you can and can't show in the film and be mm. submitted for classification by this bureau of whatever. Mm. And so that there was this like flood of explicit movies because there was a loophole that was taken advantage of. And then they yeah. closed that loophole. So it, they were effectively banned. So just a little background for anybody who doesn't know. I know we all know, but maybe somebody doesn't. Um, this film actually. So this is actually based on a short film the director made in 2015 called Nasty. That's on which the, I have uh, not seen. That's oh, on, it comes with it. Have you watched it? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, well, tell us about that. Um, it's there's some similarities. Uh, it pl- kind of plays on some of the asunder. Um, there's moments of it that are like asunder, kind of fleshed out in a short film. Um, I would definitely watch it. Oh, no, yeah. I haven't watched all the special release. features yet. I think there's a actual uh, behind the scenes that I haven't watched yet that I'm excited to watch. Is it on YouTube or is it just on the on the Blu-ray? I mean, I don't know. I bought I bought the Blu-ray, but um, that stuff might because be like when we watched Smile after it might that, be on Hulu. I, watched, I don't know. There might be actual I, features there. I did see Laura Can't Sleep, what they based Smile off of, which was yeah. all fucking awesome. Oh, right. Yeah, that was on there. Yeah, yeah. That's a better title, I think. Anyway, oh, the short film might be on there for sure. 
Yeah. That's what you oh, mean. on YouTube. I bet that's on YouTube. I bet that's there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really want that release you've got from Vinegar Syndrome now. I think <laughs> it's available. It's really, it's really nice. Um, Hydroberg pointing out something that you, uh, well, explaining something that you pointed out earlier. It says at the 58 minute mark, the film's aspect ratio slowly begins to shrink. Yeah, um, the standard oh, yeah. 2.31, 2.351. Oh. I don't know how you're supposed to say I that. I don't remember. That's why um, I just said smaller. From widescreen <laughs> format. So it starts to shrink from a widescreen format to a full frame full frame format, mm-hmm. reflecting Enid's deteriorate, deteriorating frame of state of mind. Gosh, I can't talk. The film snaps back to widescreen at the one hour, 11 minute and 37 second mark when Frederick North yells, cut. It's mm. interesting. Oh, shit. So then I guess God. theoretically you're back to like reality, but not really. Man, you fuckers are gonna go make me watch this movie again. <laughs> I would. I'm yeah, okay this with my it. Second time. I'm okay with it. Uh and then finally, my last little bit of information. It's not trivia exactly, but I did look up the um Rotten Tomatoes scores. 89% from critics, 56% from audiences, which really surprises me. Mm. That seems too low. Like that I can see really there being low. a discrepancy, but 56, yeah. damn. Yeah. That's a spilled popcorn bucket, man. <laughs> I mean, we're not film bros here at uh, a cut above, but no. you know, <laughs> yeah. we do like some higher end horror. Yeah, yeah. So, do. I don't know. I just, I okay. That's that's a thing. So that's it. That's it for censor, y'all. The nice. people are raw. This was a fun one. <laughs> it was, and was I always like fun. introducing movies and and having one of you guys or both of you guys or somebody enjoy that. So. You wouldn't Let's happen just to make do this that the on another podcast, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I did. Yeah, I brought you up great. So you like that. I've been loving everybody's picks lately. These are great mm-hmm. picks. Same. Yeah, I'm feeling it. Same. Um, yeah, so that's it for Censor. Next week, we actually have something really special happening. Well, I've got a little trivia for you guys. Oh, okay. It was almost exactly one year ago for next week that we did a movie called Smile. It was one of the most talked about movies of 2022. However, we kicked off 2023 talking about it. Next week, we're going to be talking about one of the most talked about movies of 2023 and 2024. <laughs> Talk to me. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been talking. We, we are. That's what we've been doing here for two hours. Yeah, Dan, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's a movie we're doing. Oh. And by the way, Jacqueline, do you want to introduce our guest that, that will not introduce him? But would you, you like know, it was also us? almost a year ago that we had him on for the first time, right? Yeah. Was uh, it? Oh, that's yeah, right. He came on yeah. for Get Out. Yeah. yeah. So we next in like week, January, I think. Yeah. So next week, we're welcoming back my dear friend James from Trey's Table Podcast. But even mm. before that, we were friends IRL um, from, uh, from back in the old days. Yeah. In real life. And making this even so first of all he's one of the best guests ever he's so smart i just i feel like i shouldn't even talk when he's on the show <laughs> he had I, such I, he had I'm such not amazing say a word i like i'm just gonna shut up but mm-hmm. he had such amazing insights on get out i mean he was just incredible and we got and a lot of bug and bug yeah like, he's great on bug. i already loved the movie bug but then he opened up a whole new interpretation of it for me that i had never considered but it made perfect sense and again it was already like a top we had some like last minute i think to come on that one they were like hey you want to talk about bug and he was like yeah he picked that one actually i showed him our schedule for i was like here's our schedule for the next couple months is there something on here you'd like to come on for and he picked bug actually oh nice so um but like i mean that was already a top tier movie for me and he just like sent it through the roof for me so i'm like 
and he can he can come on for anything he wants to anytime he wants to so he'll be back next week for talk to me and Mm. making it even more special this i just can't believe he's bringing with him his son uh jordan uh jordan actually is a like died in the wool horror fan i think james is like a well-rounded cinephile yeah. I think he enjoys horror, but it's not his specialty. You know what I mean? Yeah, because me and him like, talk movies in general. Yeah. Uh, but Jordan, I think, specifically is a horror fan and really wants to come on and talk with us about this. So we have the both of them next week. And I'm just so excited to see how that's going to go. I'm just really looking forward to it. So it's going to be a special also, week. I am so looking forward to that. I mean, again, this is a movie that I've always wanted to watch and I have not watched yet, but I, I, I cannot. Yeah, Me I can't either. wait to see it. An Australian I, film. Yeah, I, I know so that you watched like it. This, eh? um, but I, crikey, put a shrimp <laughs> on the Barbie. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, oh, look at this croak. Um, no, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm glad that we're having James and Jordan on. I'm really looking forward to talking to Jordan, too, because we talked to him a little bit at the end of the, the, the bug episode. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, uh, he came know, on just like for a so moment. He, he so. did. It, it, was, uh, it was fantastic. Looking forward to having those guys on. But, you know, definitely a movie that, that didn't fly under my radar. I've always wanted to watch it, but I've been so busy. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited yeah, for us to talk insane. about it next week. Well, and I'll I'll talk more about this next week as well, but um it's extra fun because I knew Jordan back when he was just a kid, like a you know, know. how old is he like now? Like a preteen. I don't know, 20? 20, 20? So he could say fucks or sucks, right? Yeah. I think so, there. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Just making sure. I mean he's, he's in the MMA, to the show. he's got his own podcast too, I think, right? Doesn't he? Yeah. That's true. He does. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, he's heard the show before. He's he was around when his dad was recording with us the last time. I think I think it's OK. I don't you know, okay. I don't think his dad would say, oh, you know, he really okay. wants I'm to come not, on if he didn't, I, you know. Want I, to I, yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean fun. that. I just I just want to make sure that Well, you, you know, made me stop and think for a minute. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's old enough to beat you up, John. Yeah, well, if yeah. he's in MMA, he's going to yeah. kick my ass, yeah. dude. I'm like five foot eight. He's gonna... no, but I'm excited to hear what he thinks about this movie in general too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Um, so it's same. gonna be it's gonna be a big week next week. Um, I'm looking forward to it, and also I haven't seen Talk to Me either, so I'm I'm looking forward to just seeing the movie that everyone's talking, talking about. Let's do. Talk, you, I'm talking, talking to, to you. Me? How was my New York accent? I'm talking to you. Hey, forget that's about not, it. That's not, it's not so bad. We're not on Cinemigos, okay? Relax. <laughs> We're doing horror movies. <laughs> I, I'll give the plug at the end of the show. Don't worry about it. Okay. Okay. Well, so that's it for us this week. If you want to weigh in, you know, who did you agree with, um, you know, or disagree with on the show? Tell us what you thought about uh, Censor. You can, if you want to share some thoughts with us, you can email us at a cut above horror review at gmail.com. You can also follow us on X at cut above horror. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at a cut above one word dot horror underscore review. Excellent. And I want to give a nice little plug to our friends over at Cinemigos, uh, Hyderberg's other podcast, uh, John and Rob on there. They're, this past week did Pool Hall Junkies, a movie I've never heard of, but fantastic episode. Go check it out. Make sure you give them the five-star reviews on uh, iTunes and on Spotify. Also, a cut above horror review. We, we appreciate those five-star ratings. Um, and uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook, a cut above colon horror review. 
Thank you. Uh, if I could, uh, real quick, uh, shout out. I want to shout out Brian Stitcher of the Horror Returns podcast. He shouts us out like every week on um, Facebook, on his Facebook and his podcast Facebook. Oh, nice. Uh, he's a listener. Yeah, I just really appreciate you, man, uh, for doing that. I appreciate that a lot. Uh, go check them out wherever you can get your podcast. Um, What's the name of it? The Horror Returns. Okay. Yeah. Check them out. So, you know, just support the horror community, basically, you know? Yep. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, it was a blast talking about censor with you. I never want to censor you guys. Next week's going to be great. So everybody go watch Talk to Me and meet us back here next week to see what we thought. And keep it creepy. <laughs>